again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Binge Cast, where we talk movies and TV shows in easily digestible chunks. I am Jay Winger, being joined again by Sam, and we're back to conclude our binge of season two of My Hero Academia. Uh, we are recording this later in the same day as our previous My Hero binge, because uh, Sam really, wa really wants to keep watching the series, and. Yes, I have been in, I have been enjoying it as well. We get some good conversations going, as you've probably noticed by the way our, the length of our episodes on this <laughs> keep growing, because um, you get us started on something that we like, and we just won't shut up. And the, and the weirdest part is less members, more talk somehow. So, yeah, that's weird, uh, as you've probably seen from my ramble casts with uh, Chris on, on like Assassin's Creed, oh, or even our most one of our most recent uh, Castlevania. Uh, episodes, but at any rate, so when we left off, uh, Hero Killer Stain has been has had been captured, uh, but the League of Villains is starting to uh, grow grow its uh, membership, and we're going to pause for a moment to deal with something IRL. Back in a sec, and we're back. Uh, we had to order some food, <laughs> kind of thing, get some food delivered in these times of pandemic. Anyway, so. Uh, Hero Killer Stain been captured, but everything they found out about him has now is now getting people talking, starting to get people flocking to the League of Villains, and we found out about the existence of All for One, yeah, the ultimate villain of the series, uh, or at least the ultimate villain as it stands now, who is ridiculously powerful. He can steal powers and. Now here's something we didn't go over last time, and I kind of wanted to ask you. Yeah. How many or what kind of powers do you think he has? I think he probably has some sort of ability that allows him to regenerate in some way. Obviously, he they do have the super regeneration quirk now because literally the doctor mentioned that they didn't have it until uh, very recently. Like I think they. But said even that. Five years but ago. even that. Is taking some time. It still takes time. For and also, by the time they got his regeneration power, he had already been severely injured and healed up to a certain amount because your body can't regenerate what's already been healed. If previously it's already been yeah, if it's, like if it's already been healed. scarred, you know, kind of thing, then it can't. Uh, Which explains the portions of the face you can see. Yeah, um, but all for one had been like the original supervillain, and uh, had actually inadvertently created. One for all, when he gave a stockpiling quirk to his apparently quirkless younger brother, and said brother's actual quirk, which allows him to gift powers to other people, combined with the stockpiling quirk, and thus we got one for all, which can be passed down from person to person, gathering power as it goes. So that's apparent, and apparently along the way, it got the like super strength. Thing. Or like uh, some kind of like enhancement. It's some kind of like enhancement. self enhancement, self enhancement kind of thing. We just don't know a whole lot about what, how one for all works and everything. But um, all for one apparently is immortal because of some either one a quirk that he got or a combination of the quirks that he has acquired and is now and has been biding his time. Uh, orchestrating the League of Villains for reformation under Shigaraki, 
as it's going, and he's apparently eyeing up Shigaraki as his successor in some way, but obviously she, he knows that Shigaraki needs to mature a bit more, <laughs> because he is a psychopathic man-child. Oh, yeah. And um, a gamer of sorts. And, yes, and a gamer makes tons of... We never get to see him play games. We just hear him mention everything like the world is his game. It may be that he played a lot of games before All for One found him. Well, it's not like with modern controllers you could play a game without this all is five true. That's This is true. It may be that he's, he hasn't been able to play games since he got his quirk because... I mean, I guess if he keeps his pinky out. Mm, that, that's true. You got a fancy gaming right there. Yeah, there you go. Because Pinky's we, out. We have, uh, we have seen that if he, he needs to touch something with all five fingers on a hand in order to for the bad touch... To decay it. So, um, but Class 1A is now back at school and they're gearing up for final exams, which, as we discussed last time, is going to be two on one students versus pro. Teacher. Uh, teacher. Students versus they teacher. They have to be a teacher at UA. Right. So, and from the preview, we know that All Might is going to be one of them. It's almost guaranteed he's going to be facing Deku. We, who Deku will be partnered with, we don't know. Or at least I don't know. You know, Sam, because you've watched this before. And you remember, and you're thank you for not telling. But, um, yeah. but we've gotten some glimpses at some other villains uh, that are coming along. There was the guy I referred to as Stitch Face. Um, don't know anything about him. There was the creepy, uh, blood-loving schoolgirl. Yep. And uh, some brute that is out in the forest somewhere. He, I suspect, is going to f- come into p- come into play during the uh, summer camp arc, uh, upcoming summer camp arc, because they're going to be camping out in the woods. I mean, it's pretty clear what's going to happen if they don't go that way. Then why? Then why even show the guy in the woods? But um, so, I think that about wraps up this. Uh, this intro, unless yeah. you have anything else you need to add. I'm ready to go. All right, then we'll see you after the binge. And we're back, and we've been joined by... Zeke! Yeah, Zeke came back Where'd from... Where'd you come from? <laughs> I think Where'd he... Yeah, that'll work. Oh, yeah. Close enough. Uh, so, yeah, he joined us for the last couple episodes that we, that we binged as we finished off Season 2 of My Hero. And this was the final exam arc. Uh, just a quick little uh, four episode arc, really. As uh, the class... Well, we got a brief little slice of life thing as they all were basically cramming for their written exams. And we saw uh, Momo's house. <laughs> which is huge. Um, yeah, she's, she's part of a wealthy family she doesn't mention too often. Yeah. Uh, and... We also got another gl- glimpse of uh, Manoma from 1B, who is still being an enormous jerk face. <laughs> oh yeah, he is—he doesn't change too much throughout the series. That's good. So you need—you need somebody to hate that's not just a regular villain, just somebody that, yeah, can be a bit of a threat if he puts in the effort, but other—but you can also basically just consider him not too much of a threat. That means you don't hate Bakugo. Oh, Bakugo is still is still a huge jerk face. Oh, okay. The biggest jerk face. Well, but he is also, to, but he is also a primary yet. character. Well, I'm talking, you need someone to hate. You should be hating Bakugo at this point in time. Shigaraki 
is is an, is another uh, person that's easy to hate because he's just sort of like you people. These people are all sheep. They go about their daily lives just you know with smiles on their faces, despite the fact that a villain can come come by and kill them at a moment's notice. And it's just like it's hard to wrap your head around that that kind of thinking. It's like yeah, any day any day I walk out the door, I could get shot in the head by a sniper for literally no reason. But I if still you got go. Shot in the head by a sniper. You must have pissed someone off. That wouldn't be no reason. What about the Beltway sniper? Valid point. Because <laughs> you know we live in that area where that guy was stalking people, and my my mom was freaking out when that was going on. She didn't want me to go to work, and I just looked at her and said, "I'm not going to live my life in fear," and I just went to work anyway. And you know that's just how I choose to go about my life. Well, that's it's like, the thing. yeah. Anything terrible could happen at a moment's notice, but why waste the time freaking out about that? The way Shigaraki sees it, and it, it feels like he has some more underlying problems oh. with that. <laughs> yeah. No, but you, you have to think about it deeper. Mm. That if he's saying that these people are just going off without a care, without a purpose, he had that at some point, but lost it, so he constantly lives in resentment, resentment of... and fear. And he doesn't show the fear. I'm wondering. That one flash scene, that was him as a kid, I'm pretty sure. One of the hundred people that was saved, but his parents maybe couldn't get saved. Possibly. Because, again, th- this is this is, this is is all coming from the last episode of the season. Uh, after the final exams, which we'll go back and cover in a little bit, Class 1A goes to the mall to do some shopping so they can prepare for summer camp. And uh-huh. yes, ordinary summer camp. Yeah, no. well, there, ordinary by UA standards. <laughs> is there anything called ordinary now? No, oh no, more. it's a training camp. Yeah. Um, but Deku is sort of left by himself, and then Shigaraki, who was just literally out and about stewing in his own hatred, um, after being um, introduced to after we got an introduction to uh, Toga to and Toga and, and Dobby. Uh, Dobby. Uh, Someone's love interest. Yours? You yours. love Dobby? Yours, yours one was crazy, lady. To- Toga? <laughs> I like Toga, yes. Okay. Um, otherwise known as the Psycho Schoolgirl and uh, Stitch Face, or Patchwork, as Shigaraki calls him, which I like better than Stitch Face. Um, uh, I call the lady, I want to cut you, lady. Mm. Down the road. Um, and I'm sure, yeah, we saw her pull out a knife very briefly uh, in like a fraction of a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you, and you didn't get to see either one of their powers nope. at all. But g- given that Dobby was literally just going with, with his with his hand, tells me that his quirk is somehow related to physical contact in some way. You don't have to tell me. I'm I sure know. I'll find out. Um, but Shigaraki basically sits down, you know, comes up to Deku like he's just a fan, puts his arm around his shoulder, and then, oh, yeah. One thing a, that should have set off Deku, and this pissed me off watching it again, he says, oh, weren't you one of the ones to help take down Stain? Nobody knows about it. But those three, some of the pro heroes. That's true. He was up on the water tower but watching. It, but it was like, before Deku could have a moment to realize that, Shigaraki basically revealed who he was. It was like, in a split But you might second. not have remembered seeing me since the uh, attack on USJ, and he was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, and so, like I said, Deku didn't have a moment to realize that uh, 
there was an actual, you know, it's like he shouldn't know that I was one of the ones that took down Stain. But but you you assume he accidentally ran into him. What about if he was actually well, no, because they show in the flashback he's just at the mall, just wandering around, and he sees that people are actually selling that that there are stores that are selling Hero Killer merch. Mm, that's true. And he's just you know getting angrier, and then he glances over and sees Deku. That's true. It was literally just a coincidence, um, which just further you know pissed off Shigaraki. It's just like everywhere I go, I keep running into, I keep seeing you. Um, but yeah, that was a, it. Was a good, it was an interesting episode. But at the end of the episode, when Deku's after Deku's talked to the police, he asks All Might if there's ever been times when he couldn't save everyone. And All Might basically says, yes, there have been. That's, I mean, if, if our theory, if my theory that Shigaraki, or your theory that Shigaraki lost, you know, like, his family or whatever, uh, and he was saved while his, while his family wasn't by All Might and, it, and resents him for that, then that could also be exactly what, uh, All Might was thinking about, even though he sort of couched it as, you know, there are people all over the world that are crying out for help that I can't help. But I have to put on a smile anyway to, so the symbol of hope, hope and justice uh, can remain strong. You know, that's... You kind of feel bad for the guy, because it's just like, I know that there, there is way more that I can do, and I just can't. <laughs> and he's just, but it's just the way he goes about it. Mm. Uh, it goes at it by wanton chaos to show nobody's safe anywhere. No moves attack. Mm-hmm. What, you know, it's like you think your children are safe. Attack the school. You know, and they've hinted that that's probably going to be a thing in in the future when the police uh, detective talk, was talking with All Might. It's just sort of like they are going to target more more students. You maybe should think about leaving the school. Yeah. But while we've been talking about that, let's talk about those final the final exams. Yeah, the two on one, the two on ones, uh, students versus te- versus teacher. Same basic rules as like you either uh, take down your opponent or you escape. Uh, escape. And they've deliberately paired people up to push their push them to recognize their weaknesses and try to overcome them. Yeah, paired the certain ones together. And they paired them against specific teachers, teachers for that. Like, the first one that we saw was uh, Sugar Man and Red Riot versus Cementos. And they basically both went for a frontal assault. Mm. And, but the problem is they both don't have the stamina to keep up a to, they, they have good, like a stamina based uh, stamina based quirks, and, and it seems Cementos like Cementos doesn't didn't, at all. didn't have doesn't have the same level of uh, doesn't have the or or at the very least he's been doing it longer, so he's built up more stamina. Or he was just putting up wall blockades, which was just like a small fraction of what he could do. This is true, just to keep like oh they're going to keep attacking me. Well, I'm going to teach them that that's not your only. That's, option, that's not your only option, but they didn't have a chance her, to get to, to figure that out. Yeah, I mean, he did build the wing for the for, for the uh, for the sports. And festival. that took like, no energy for him. Like, eh, All it takes is time yep. for him to do it to construct it the way he the way it needs to be made. But 
It doesn't really require much. It's a good in-game unit. Uh, in in-universe in universe way of rebuilding the field, unlike Dragon Ball. <laughs> Sometimes they do in Dragon Ball. They they have an in-reason mm-hmm. why the field is magically fixed. Next episode for the next fight. Yeah, and then we had uh, Froppy versus... Uh, and, no, Froppy and Tokoyami versus Ectoplasm, who can basically... Make, he's basically like Madrox, Madrox from uh, X-Men. You know, multiple man. Only, uh, only, his, only his are literally just smoke. <laughs> Kind of smoke clones, but they are physical. They, they are physical, attack. but it's just like if they get hit, then pff, just nothing. They have shadow clones. Yeah, that's a better that's a better comparison if we're gonna keep it in anime, like shadow clone jutsu from Naruto. And they they very quickly realize we can't beat this guy in a in a fight, so we need to make try to get to the exit. And they had good communication, uh, and they and it was like pointed out that. You know, Tokoyami is a uh, good is good at range, but up close is where he's uh, is where he's weakest. Yeah. And that Froppy is good at be- keeping a level head in a crisis and getting everyone else to basically calm down as well and help them keep a level head, which is a great thing in a support uh, in a support hero. Even though she's not really support, she's rescue. But if anything, that's even better. Yeah. Because if you know you're rescuing somebody in the middle of a crisis situation, if you see your rescuers keeping a level head. That's going to help. That's going to... You will pick up on that, at, even if subconsciously. Hey, hey Zeke, is, isn't Froppy yours? Yeah, I think the body is <laughs> cute. Best girl, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that on the pre- on the previous binge. Um, and, but, you know, and Froppy came up with a great plan in the in the end. They, they were sort of paralyzed in a... Learned a new uh, ability from Froppy. That she can basically swallow things and then spit them back up, yep. and she basically uh, swallowed the special like handcuffs they were supposed to be using to uh, to signify a victory over the over the teachers, and passed it to dark to Tokoyami's dark shadow, who managed to cuff it onto one of uh, Ectoplasm's legs, and that was enough to. I want to know more about Ectoplasm. Did he always have like peg legs, or did he get his legs blown off at some point? Did he By have some peg kind legs? Of yeah, both of his legs are pegs. Huh. I didn't notice. I could have sworn he had actual shoes on. Hmm. He has peg legs. Does he actually have arms? That's another thing. Don't know. Um, then we ha- we briefly saw uh, Tenya and Ojiro versus uh, Power Loader. <laughs> and they both realized we can't beat this guy. We need to get to the exit. And... Ida basically used his quirk to launch him towards the gate. <laughs> I like Paolo, especially if it's a mech guy. It's like, yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah. You, you do love a good mecha. Yeah, like, <laughs> that would be the hero I want to be. Further reminding me, we need to get Chris down here and binge cast uh, Genlock at some point. But that's a future thing. Uh, then we had uh, Momo and Shoto versus Aizawa. That was a good one. It was a good one, and it was done that way because Aizawa pointed out they both rely too heavily on their quirks. So they, uh, so they pitted it. So he pitted them against him because he can turn their quirks off and force them to think on their feet. And really, it was a chance for Momo to get her groove back, <laughs> for her to more break out because she's 
been second guessing herself since the sports festival. That's kind of what I mean. She she had been she had a lot of self confidence up to that point, and then she, now she's been like second guessing herself like crazy. And Shoto basically helped her uh, break out of her funk by pointing out that when they were voting for class rep, she got two votes and said that one of those votes was from me because I think you would be you would have been a great leader for our class, and. It helped, you know. She managed to break out of her funk and put together a plan to well, a plan she had already had. Well, yeah, but forced her to basically get past her own mental blocks and be able to voice the plan and then put it to work. Which is that Aizawa has a weakness now uh, that he's at, thanks more to the of it would be more of a weakness since uh, the USJ attack. His you know his quirk isn't as strong as it as it used to be. And so they, she used flashbangs, which she did in Russian nesting dolls. And if the nesting dolls were a thing that she was just seemingly creating them as a way of telling whether her quirk had been switched off, and she had a bunch of them stored on her belt, and as soon as I saw them, I was like, she's done something to those. There's something inside those. <laughs> something you, you wouldn't be keeping them. <laughs> it was just funny that Todoroki just looked at her like, uh, Okay. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, she threw flashbangs in Isawa's face, and I was like, that's a very clever thing to, to use against a person whose quirk is vision-based. And they had enough prep time that gave him enough prep time to escape long enough to put together a plan to immobilize him. And Momo managed to get her groove back, or at least get some of her self-consciousness back. He had a brief glimpse at Uraraka and Naval Laser against uh, 13, which was mostly there so they could get a funny moment in as Naval Laser point calls her out on her crush on Deku. It's just funny how he just like read her like a book. He's like, are you thinking of someone? Is it because you like him? <laughs> and she's like, what? And that makes her lose her grip, get sucked toward 13, and... In like a fraction of a second, Uraraka remembers her combat training with Gunhead. Well, it, I think that was one of, a part of her plan, because thirteen was had the black hole, knowing damn well the teacher is not going to kill the student, yeah, or dismantle her and then put her back together if she even can. Yeah, but really, the way it happened in the moment made it look like she was just like, oh, <laughs> just immediately, wham, take you know, take down. It's like. The combat training paid off, you know. I and I like that. She, I like that she, you know, recognized a weakness that she had and took an internship to try to lessen that weakness. And she even, I uh, think, at one point, uh, said she was doing that because she wanted to hone those skills. Also, that she admired how Deku takes on different tasks to try to mold his mind in different ways. Mm -hmm. To basically. Uh, sharpen his skills in various areas where they're lacking. Yeah, like he didn't have a lot of mobility before. Mm -hmm. But then after watching how Bakugo flies to the sky... And learning how to control his own quirk. People were, were uh, uh, testing that to Bakugo. Mm -hmm. Comparing it to Bakugo, yeah. I saw a lot of it when he was going up against Stain. More for Gran Torino. Yeah, the, him springing off the walls and everything. Definitely more like Gran Torino. Uh, but you know his the way he's he was launching himself a lot yeah. does come across more like Bakugo 
just combined with Grant Torino. He's he's Mega Manning is what he's doing. He sees you know techniques that he can use and just makes applying you know, it. You know, a, you know, incorporates that into into his arsenal. You know, yeah. Um, we had Pinky and I can never remember his name. Sparky. Uh, Kaminari. Kaminari versus Principal Nezu, which was <laughs> <laughs> Principal Nezu. They confirmed an animal with a quirk that makes him smarter than most humans. Most smarter than humans. Most smarter than humans. And he's literally just sitting back in a crane with a wrecking ball, triggering chain reactions and completely cutting off almost every avenue of escape and not giving them a chance to... Also mentioning that uh, humans did a lot of test experiments on him, so and he's letting it out. Yeah. <laughs> letting out a little bit of his resistance. <laughs> you know, cackling Just away. like going absolutely bonkers. It was, it was actually pretty damn funny. And, yeah, so the students don't win that one. Time expires before they can figure and it out. And he said, I left you guys one route. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> how noble. Well, I mean, that was something they later pointed out. Every teacher had left... A, did leave a way for them for the students to win, oh, of course, because that's the whole point. They are, you know, trying to help them realize those things. Um, we had earphone jack and uh, Koji Koda versus present Mike, which was literally just him screaming into a forest. <laughs> that's what you were hearing. <laughs> that's what you were hearing when you were when you yeah, came, back. Home from Purgatory came back. Came back. I get super sane sounds like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and, you know, Earphone Jack manages to briefly cancel out his, sh- his sound waves. But with her heartbeat. With her heartbeat. <laughs> um, and he's just sort of like, it looks like some rookie still needs, uh, like, something about subwoofers. Like, oh, you gotta, you gotta get some better subwoofers. <laughs> That's what it was. But she manages to convince uh, Koji Koda, who can use his voice to control animals, to basically talk to... The insects and bugs. Which he is deathly afraid of. Which he is deathly afraid of. Um, But she manages to pass the message along to him while her ears are bleeding. And that's, I think... That's what snapped him. That's what snapped him out of his funk. He was just sort of like, you know, she's taking injuries while I'm just trying to run away. I need to... I don't even think he has ears. He clearly still hears because he was covering... Maybe it was just the pressure of the sound. Could be. Um, but he gets the bugs to basically swarm all over present Mike so they can escape. <laughs> <laughs> and let's be honest, there's very few of us that would be able to tolerate, you know, also stand up Also was a gentleman that. and carried her out. Yes. Nice. Nice guy. Um, we had Hagakuri and Shoji versus Sniper. Which is a brief, brief one. He had them pinned at range. <laughs> Until uh, he then throws a smoke bomb so he can close the distance, and sh- and Hakakuri takes takes advantage to basically strip down completely, strip down completely by removing her gloves and shoes. Yep, we, that is always something we need to point out. And then she cuffs him. And <laughs> you know, my question: Why does Eraser Head negate her cork? I think oh, well, he needs to actually see them. I don't know if he can actually if he can actually cancel out her quirk though. I don't think he can do it to people like uh, with deformities or anything like um, like president he, uh, the principal. He can't cancel out the the intelligence of him. Like he probably couldn't cancel out the police chief being a dog. Physical <laughs> mutations he can't yeah. cancel. I think that's part of her skin. 
But we we also saw in his in the the Momo Shoto uh, match, they all they did was cover themselves with like cloaks, and he couldn't use his quirk on them because so he yeah, couldn't he, see them. He physically can't use it. He basically can't other. use his quirk on her. He thought of it. The creator thought of that. <laughs> yep. Um, so you won't get to see how she looks like naked there. <laughs> then we had Manetta and Sarah. Well, you're not thinking that. Could you oh. imagine the reaction if he did? Oh, I'm so sorry! How that well, I mean, when she cuffed Snipe, he had, like, when she, she cuffed him into her chest, and his it's elbow like his elbow just bumped, bumped into, her, into, her, into her boob, and she started... And she's like, like, you pervert! He's like, oh, no! <laughs> no, 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 sorry! And then we had uh, Manetta and Sarah versus Midnight. <laughs> that was this a good lead-in. From that to that. Yeah, and I... <laughs> Pure coincidence, really. Um, and I called it that Mineta would end up being paired off against Midnight. I totally called it. And <laughs> Mineta got pissed off because Saro <laughs> threw him, him <laughs> saved him, threw him, threw him out of out of range of Midnight's pheromones. <laughs> and Saro passes out. His head bumps up against her boob, and then he's just sort of lying. His head's lying on her thigh while he's passed out. And Mineta's furious because he's like, "This should have been me." So upset, he's crying blood. <laughs> but to Mineta's credit, he managed to. You know, we do get a little bit of explanation for why he's trying to become a hero because he wants. He 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 does sort of want the popularity, but it's because he has insecurities of his own. Very. I mean, th- look at him. He's small. His only ability is, like, st- his his head looks yeah. like a grape, like a <laughs> cluster of grapes, and um, yeah. and he wants to be popular so that people will like him, specifically girls. Um, I mean, he should probably change his outfit then instead of looking like a little diaper baby. I I, I mean, <laughs> you're not, I'm not going to disagree, <laughs> um, but he manages to. Uh, while he's running away, he lures her away from the gate. And then uses his uses his grapes to basically pin her whip, you know, to her hand and the whip to a rock, and then basically books it, grabs Sarah and, and drags Sarah's it tape that he had wrapped around him to, to, cover, to, his to face. cover his face so that uh, he wouldn't get uh, breathe in the wouldn't breathe in the pheromones, and then grabs Sarah and drags him through the gate. <laughs> it's like, yo, give him cre- give the guy credit. He's way smarter than we give him credit for, and we saw that also when they saw their uh, what was he ninth. He was in the yeah he was yeah, ninth he was, he was in the top ten of the class off after the written exams or mid midterms it was a midterms. Are you trying to say because he's stupid as a brick? I mean, well, it's not hard said to that. jump it's to that like, conclusion. <laughs> who was a commentary? He says like, dude, dude, at least perverts like you are supposed to be stupid. <laughs> it makes you more likable. <laughs> it's like this way, nobody has a reason to like you. <laughs> yeah. And then we had Deku and Bakugo versus All Might. My. God, that was a damn good match. It wasn't. It was a good match. Of course, the problem was Bakugo refuses to do things. Really, doesn't like doing things different than his way. It's his way or the highway. And of course, he's being paired up with Deku, whom he cannot stand. Which even uh, Eraser had said, "I usually do it on quirks and this and that." In this case, this it, was it was because relation. Teamwork. It was like teamwork kind of thing. Um. Which Deku does have a tendency to try to jump into things by himself, and Bakugo, of course, refuses to receive help from anyone because he sees that as a weakness. And All Might wasn't going easy on them. He like demolished the city, the 
fake city uh, streets that they were in with like one punch to the air. And um, he basically wasn't giving them much chance to do anything. Because Deku's like, we can't beat him in a fight. We need to run. And Bakugo's like, screw that! I'm going to I'm gonna toy, toy with him until time's almost out and then I'm going to knock him out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're going to knock out... You, a kid, are going to knock out the number one hero. Well, yeah, your favorite part of him is All Might being evil. Yes. Oh my God. G- getting to actually see see his eye in All Might form because it's usually just always hidden in shadow. But seeing that one blue eye gleaming out of there was just sort of like, yup. <laughs> um, but to Bakugo's credit, he come he came up with a strategy that they could use that would let them basically get some distance from All Might by giving Deku one of his gauntlets. So they could both deliver a uh, heavy attack to hopefully knock him down. Just didn't work nearly long enough because it's All Might. Yeah. Well, you gotta wonder how much weight is in that way. Because you know, All Might's going, this is too much weight. It's holding me, it's slowing me down. Bear it was mind, half of his body It's weight. half of his body weight. And this is All Might in All Might form. Uh, and he's not as strong as he used to be since his fight with All for One. That's true. You know, he can only use his quirk for a limited amount of time a day. After he overdid it, too. Yep. And, but, um, they managed to knock it, uh, stun All Might long enough. It was, and partly because it was Deku turned back to rescue Bakugo. He could have escaped and won it for them both, but he was like, no, we're both going to cross together. Because that's the way Deku was wired. Yep. He, well, he's wired like a hero. Mm-hmm. Bakugo, if the, the wires are there, they've they've probably frayed. <laughs> probably from all those explosions. He did have a couple of, of moments during a couple of the episodes where he's like, come on, you nerds, you need to get more educated in this. I can't be the only one. He was like, what, third? Yeah, he was third. <laughs> Uh, like, come on, like, it comes, it's not like he's an idiot. Yeah, he's not an idiot, uh, and that's been proven because he has learned many different ways he can use his quirk, but, um... Well, you think they've written exams about heroism and being the, what it takes to be a hero. Yep. And, yeah, so, but Deku and, uh, Bakugo managed to, managed to win their, uh, final exam. And I should note also, before they did any of the final exams, Aizawa had basically said, you know, that there's going to be this summer training camp, uh, and if you fail your uh, final exam, you're not going on the trip. So that basically made people start freaking out because they want that extra training. They want that that thing. People wanted to camp in the woods. They wanted to camp in the woods, I guess, because that's a popular thing in Japan. I. I used to be in the Boy Scouts, so I didn't really enjoy the camping stuff that all that much. But I appreciate there are plenty of people out there who probably do. if you grow up in a big city and you just kind of want to get away. Yeah, then or if you're if you live out in the country and it's not really too much of a departure from like city life. I know plenty of people that they live in, they live in a city. They don't like the countryside. They don't like going out camping. But whatever. I um, know the most beautiful thing is. During fall, going out and staying, spending the night out at the stop, spending the night in the night air, looking at clear skies, clear skies and seeing the stars. And that is one of the things. Because I used to go camping, and my tent had a hole where I cut it. Because I'm like, no, I'm seeing the stars as I go to sleep. Unfortunately, it doesn't help you when it rains. 
over when the creatures decide to come in and, and, and take refuge. And yeah, that was fine. Bird flies over, takes a dump in your eye. Well, I'll see when that happens. No, <laughs> bird poops on you, especially good luck. That's, that's a European you, you, thing. You keep telling yourself that. <laughs> but, you know, sleeping under the stars, I will agree with that. Yeah. Um, but after the f- finals, again, two teams had failed their uh, had failed their finals, and then Saro had failed the written exam, or no? No, he failed he, because he, he got knocked out immediately. Oh, that's right. Um, but then Aizawa basically reveals everyone gets to go on the trip. Though <laughs> the five, it was a logical, de- it was a logical uh, deception. Though the five that do go, that you're gonna get, it. you're gonna get some extra. Extra more difficult training, and what sucks is I remember what it is. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be fun to see when we start uh, doing next season. Don't know, don't know when exactly that that'll be, but you know, soon. Not we're not gonna wait nearly as long uh, between seasons because I know you want to keep watching, and I know you would probably like to rejoin us now that we're uh, past a uh, slow part that you. It wasn't really slow. I mean, the, uh, I wish I was here for the uh, hero kill. Oh, the stain. The stain. Arc, I, yeah. I wish I was here for that. Cause the only thing I could think of was like, because you 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 vividly Gundam and you've seen how I I kind of focus towards one type of person. Where it's like, I like that guy, even though he's supposed to be evil. He has some mayors behind. Him. He has some. He has some. So, there is there are convictions there. Yeah. There, there is there is yeah. They the give only, they give depth to him. You know to. Uh, in a way, I think the only thing that I just didn't want what we watch again was the final fight on the um, the uh, the festival. Oh, the um, Bakugo versus Shoto. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy it, but was it something that I like? Oh, I gotta watch again. Mm-hmm. So I, I like, I would like to come back and watch more of this. And I, yeah, and I do like. I mean, again, we mentioned this on one of our previous binges. The you you've mentioned the art. An animation style alt differing based on uh, what the scene is, kind yeah. of thing. You know, like the combat scenes are really smoothly animated and stuff. Well, I mean, and then the stuff that they had where you have anything with Hero Killer Stain in it. Yeah. It's just real sharp lines mm-hmm. all and, over the freaking and, place. And the, the artistic styles, and, I, and I'll mention this for you, Z, because you weren't here when I mentioned it when we were introduced to Stain. The art art style differences between characters, All Might in hero mode, very much like your classic Golden Age superhero mm-hmm. s- style of drawing, you know, with all the sharp contrasts and the shadows and the primary colors and everything. Stain is Todd McFarlane style of character Spawn. design. Yeah, like, I see know, it. Spawn, you know, with like the 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 scarves and yeah, the, the blades and everything and the the wild hair. I mean, I this moment I got a first clear look at him. I was like, it's like a Spawn comic, <laughs> and I and I and I like that that they you know that this is all clearly based off the manga, obviously, and that the art that the manga clearly used those different anime those different uh, character design as inspiration for how he depicted these characters. Um. So, but so season three ends. They've they've all passed their they they've passed their first year or at least the first semester. I guess I think this is the first semester. Well, yeah, first half. Yeah, that's right. Because All Might said he'd only been at the school for three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's um, the first quarter. 
so first quarter, they're going on summer break, but they're just going off to training camp, uh, which will be next season. The League of Vill- Villains is starting to get more recruits with uh, uh, Himiko and Dobby and all. Is season three when Deadpool shows up? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, so there's a character that's based off, or that reminds you of Deadpool? Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. I'm not surprised that you would like the, like a character like that, because you are, you are a big Deadpool fan. No, no, he's a bit... I'm a big okay. Deadpool I like, fan. I like the, the, the banjo. You, you'll see. Okay. <laughs> Fourth wall break kind of stuff? No, I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. You, you see. Okay. Um, Let's just say, uh, sometimes you might hear things twice. <laughs> yeah, he gets it. He gets it. I'm glad I can make a reference that he could get. <laughs> what, that Zeke could get? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and All for One is still being the chess master from the shadows while he heals up from whatever All Might did to him. <laughs> uh, I think you were writing when it happened. It kind of showed like a black and white comic panel almost of All Might like on the ground on his knees with his fists like this. And all for one spread across there. Looked like he beat his head in. I mean, somebody like all for one, you can't really pull your punches. Ba- I'm basing this solely on what we've been told about his quirk. <laughs> I mean, I can't say what I want to say. Not yet. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I mean, so, but that's all for uh, season three. Hype level still, still high. Still hot. And are you excited to see who and what they bring into the League of Villains right now? Yes. I am curious to see what Dobby and Dobby and uh, Toga uh, bring to the table. And I know that there's going to be more that, that join the that join. Oh, the there's a... There's, there's a, the Forest Brute guy. Plethora. And I'm sure there will be because you don't build up a group like the League of Villains like this and just leave it as like five people. Was he part of the League of League? The Forest Brute guy? When they introduced, when oh, they first yeah. gave us glimpses of Dobby and Toga, they showed some big brutes, big like, walking ass guy in the, in the forest. I think that I think I'm thinking of someone else. Never mind. You might and, be. You, know, you might. Be. He didn't show up there when uh, Garen introduced. Well, because he's the, in the middle the, of the woods. The broker introduced the uh, those two to Shigaraki. Uh, Shigaraki, by the way, I, should I think know. you realize who I'm thinking about. How's that from the movie? No, he's from. He's not from the movie. Oh, okay. I will tell you this. You get introduced to my favorite character, and I'm just going to call him the Magician. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sam knows who that is, apparently. So I, I can't wait for you to introduce to the Magician, because the Magician... He's, he's, he's almost, uh... This is going to be another fun reference. He's almost like a, a gentleman villain, if you will. <laughs> that's, that's too far ahead, man. The puns are getting too far ahead. Oh, now. boy. I couldn't well, help it, but, he, but, but how he carries himself. Oh, yeah. He's still kind of a... Nothing wrong with a gentleman villain. But. <laughs> oh, God help us. Uh, at any rate, so, um, um, I think that's about all. Unless you have something... Uh, either you have anything else you'd like to add in. Nah, I'm good. Well, just just before we go, uh, this, is the, this is the picture. <laughs> that's the picture. What would what you... I can't really tell too much, but it looks like the one and only Ginyu Force. <laughs> I would tell you, this is Katie's favorite arc. Because, um, they're cats. They're cats in this one. Oh, of course, of course, Kitty would, would, uh, would love, uh, would love to see that sort of thing. 
cat uh, from Shadow Cat <laughs> cosplay, I should say. Um, but <laughs> yeah, okay, I can definitely see some oh, it's some a, like cat paws and cat ears and stuff in there. Let me tell you, this they they take it from oh, this is fun, good time, laughs, great, holy, this got serious quick. I mean, sometimes that's the best way to get that sort of emotional impact. Oh, yeah. Is to do that sort of mood with Lash. Um, so if we're looking forward to that, then cool. Um, Very much. So, yeah, there's nothing else to add. Then uh, thank you all for listening. Do the usual things. Like, comment, subscribe, etc. You can reach us on Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. Uh, find us on Facebook, Bored to Death BingeCast. And you can email us at binge.cast at outlook.com. Uh, once again, I am Jay for Zeke and Sam, and we'll see you next time. Bye.